Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. That's where we're at this morning as we're just going through the gospel of Luke. I'm excited to be going through the gospel of Luke. Verse 28 says, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, no doubt, Mary is highly favored. No doubt, she was chosen by God because of her heart, her desire, her faith. She was somebody who truly trusted God, who truly believed God for good things in her life, who was in love with God. And, and loved the things of God and, and knew his word and, and all these things that this young woman, that God would look at, this young woman of faith who, who really was living and probably even like all the other women had a little rag doll that she pretended was the Messiah, the Christ child when she was little. Now we don't know for sure, but she was highly favored by God. Now it's interesting because we think about Mary and we think of all that Mary has become. And of course, what Mary has become at the hands of the Catholics and, and probably a lot of the Protestants too, she's suffered a lot in, in regards to that. You know, of course, she's known as Mary, the mother of God, which I don't like that title. Mary, the mother of the Son of God. Mary, of the mother of, of God incarnate, yeah, but remember that he pre-existed her. She's not the originator of God. And of course, she's not the mother of the Father or of the Holy Spirit. And so that's kind of a blasphemous title that people have bestowed upon her. And then, of course, the idea that Mary was immaculately conceived, that there was no father. Of course, we read in Luke that she had a father named Heli. And so that's not right. That she was a perpetual virgin? Absolutely not. In fact, we, we see Mary with her sons, you know, Joseph and Simon, and all these different sons who came to get Jesus when they thought he'd gone crazy later on in his ministry. And daughters, you know, of course, we're going to see that not too, too long into the book of Luke, where Jesus is in the synagogue, and they'll say, isn't, isn't this Jesus, you know, the son of Mary? Aren't his brothers Joseph and Simon and James and, and his, aren't his daughters among us too? And so, of course, Jesus is not, or excuse me, Mary is not this perpetual virgin. After Jesus came, her and Joseph had a regular marriage. And so we have to understand that a lot that's been made of Mary and, and exalted Mary and all that it isn't true. And, and I remember going into the Vatican and actually seeing the, the declaration of, of Mary becoming the co-redemptress with Jesus for us, that, we, that she was the one who suffered through losing her child, and so that we also are saved by Mary. That's, that's complete blasphemy. Of course, it's not true. Then on the other side, you know, a lot of people downplay Mary, and I, I don't think that we can downplay Mary. We have to realize that she was somebody who is truly blessed among all women. And, and that's what she'll say even in her Magnificent when she says, you know, that, that she is, that she, she will be considered blessed 
you know, in futures to come. And that's, it's absolutely true of Mary. But she was just a believer, just like you and I. Jesus was her Lord and her Savior, just like you and I. She was in the upper room with the other disciples when the Holy Spirit fell upon the church. And she too went out into the streets with the rest of them, speaking in tongues and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, we have to think of Mary as a great woman, but still just a woman. A woman who was privileged to carry the Messiah. And she'll always be great in regards to that because Jesus makes her great. So verse 29, it says, But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. This greeting that she is highly favored, that she's blessed among women. What, what is that? Because I think that Mary understood along with all of us that she's a sinner. That what would make her worthy? You know, what, what would make her qualified? I, I'm just a, a peasant girl in a, in a small village and, and I'm poor and I'm, I, I have bad thoughts sometimes and I do things I shouldn't do. And, and, and so it troubled her that he would call her highly favored one. Blessed are you among women. It wasn't like she, she heard that and she's like, oh yes, you got the right place. That's me. I, yes, I am highly favored. Yeah, I'm better than all my friends. I'm, I'm better than all of them. No, she was humble. I love the humility of this. She was troubled at that saying. What is this? You know, why would you call me highly favored? Are you some sort of salesman? Or, you know, what's going on here? You know? And as he comes in, I think that it's, it's interesting. She, she's not so much afraid of him like Zacharias was afraid. So he was greatly afraid. She was troubled at his saying. I'm sure she was a little bit scared. Here's this angel standing there. But she was more troubled of his saying. And that's, that's kind of interesting to me. But when I think about it, a humble life who understands that they're not worthy, that they don't deserve greatness, that God, that he would pick them, seems a little bit troubling to them. That's the type of life that Jesus likes to come into. Somebody who understands who they are before God. I remember Gil Irwin one time, he said, you know, the only thing that makes me question God's character is that he would choose me. And I think all of us have, or should have, that same attitude. And so, the praise and the compliment, a little bit troubling to Mary. Verse 30, and then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And so she, she's a little bit afraid. Of course, anybody would be if an angel showed up. But he tells Mary that she has favor with God. And what this tells me is that Mary is somebody who had faith in God. Remember what we read earlier, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so Mary is someone who's put faith in God. She truly trusts him. She really believes him for the things that he says in his word. And, and as this word comes to her, she's somebody who's going to believe it. Not like Zacharias, who didn't believe it and ended up getting struck you know, mute for a time. She really believes it. You know, I, I think that that's something that all of us need to kind of think about in our own lives. I remember recently I was taking, I'm taking my senior high and junior high students through the Truth Project right now. And one of the things that's really challenging in that at the very beginning, he, he asked that question, do you believe that what you believe is really real? And, and I think that we, yeah, oh, I believe God's word and I believe, I believe what it says. But then when it's challenged in our lives, for instance, 
we believe that God will provide all my, all my needs through his riches in Christ Jesus. Well, I, I believe that. I believe I've seen God do it. But then when we have a little bit of financial difficulty and we see that the month is, is longer than the paycheck, <laughs> then we, we freak out a little bit. And so maybe, like I said, you know, I struggle with faith sometimes. I think sometimes we, we don't really believe what we think we believe. Or we have to at least talk ourselves in or motivate ourselves into that. Oh yeah, God's word says this. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to believe. And, and oftentimes we don't live out what we believe as strongly as we'd like to think that we believe. And yet we know here from Mary and looking at her example that she was somebody who believed God for the impossible. And if you want to make the impossible possible, just believe God at his word. And when you believe God at his word and you begin to trust him fully, then you'll find favor with God. But, but how? I guess that's the question. How? How do I learn to have faith like that? How do I, how do I learn to have faith that when a challenge comes or, or when a, a, a God calls me to do something great or, or do something uncomfortable, how, how do I have that faith? How do I have that unwavering, you know, God's in it and I'm, I'm not worried about it? Well, it really, it comes just like it comes when you have faith in someone else. Or let's use a different word, confidence in someone else. Or trust in someone else. All these words are, are synonyms to faith. And that is, is if I spend enough time with them to find that they're trustworthy, if I've had those conversations and I've spent that time and I found that this person's trustworthy, then I tend to be able to trust them to do things that I might not trust just somebody I met off the street, right? And for instance, it's not everybody you let watch your kids, if you have kids, but people that you know, people that have been tested, people that have shown themselves to be faithful. And so it is in our relationship with God. I'm not going to trust God very easily until I've spent a lot of time with him, until I've seen him come through, until I've seen him be trustworthy. And so that's how Mary is. She's somebody who's spent a lot of time knowing God, talking to God. In verse 31, it says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. And of course, Jesus is, in, in the Hebrew, God is salvation. The, the Hebrew name would be more like Yeshua, which I'm probably mispronouncing because I don't speak Hebrew. But we would call somebody Joshua, same name, Jesus. In, in, in Greek, it's like Isa is where we get Jesus, kind of more like that. But, but this is what this word means. It means that God is salvation. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.